Hey everyone, welcome to City Church OTR's Sermons Podcast. Here you will find all of the sermons and teachings that are given at our Sunday services. We also have our original City Church OTR podcast, which has more conversations, interviews, and more interactive content. As always, we would love to meet you. Check out our Instagram to see what we're doing this week and our website, citychurchotr.com, to meet one of our pastors. Enjoy. All right. Okay, I think I hear the mic now. I just want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. I'm so excited to be here. I have been and preached at a lot of places, been in Africa, been throughout the United States, but I was, no, I was so excited to be here. Um, when Chris, Pastor Chris first told me that him and his wife were leaving and they were going to be starting a church, I knew, I told myself I got to be a part of that. Um, you know, in life you run into people and you see greatness in them. And I've learned in my life that when you see something awesome in a person, you latch hold to that. And I've also learned in my life that you should have people in your life that are mentoring you, that are older than you, that are your same age, and that are younger than you. And so I thank God for this young man and his wonderful wife who have allowed me to come along with Pastor Tyler. So do me a favor and give your pastors a good round of applause on today. He was being very modest about the outreach center. He gave it over to me and it was already working and doing great things. We were just so blessed to be able to undergird and help. And because of his support and because of what God has done in Vegas, last year we gave out over 480,000 pounds of free food. I think Jesus deserves a hand praise for that. There are people that are hungry, but not around us. And it's a blessing to be in a place to where we can give and sow back into community. So anyway, I'm Pastor Ron Williams. I'm with Life Change Ministries in Las Vegas, Nevada, where we're building families and changing lives in Christ. Um, so honored to be here. My wonderful, gorgeous, awesome dime piece wife. Can I say dime piece here? Okay, I said dime piece. My dime piece, nominal, beautiful wife is here. If you would do me a favor and give her a hand praise for hanging out with me on today. She is my everything. I was so blessed. She's the one that led me to the Lord. If it were not for her, I would not be standing where I'm standing now. She met a young guy that was just all over the place, and she invested time and taught me about Jesus. And I'd ra- been raised up in church, but never knew someone that actually acted like a Christian all the time. You know, you get around people that kind of sometimes they say, sometimes they Okay, y'all don't know those people, huh? So anyway, some of you do know them. They're sitting next to you. Just look straight ahead. Don't even look. Don't, don't get eye contact, okay? And, and so I was very blessed because she did that, and, and I thank God for her. I'm not going to prolong the time. I think I'm on a timer, so I'm going to stay with my timer and get us in here in a good time. A um, qu- couple quick disclaimers. I always say this at my church. Number one, you will hear the word of God. Amen? Number two, you will be encouraged, but you also will be challenged. I'm finding out the word is a two-edged sword. It cuts going in, but heals coming out. If you're anywhere and you're getting the word and you're just happy-go-lucky all the time, then you got to get both sides of it because that's going to help you grow and become better. Now, with this message, I know because of COVID, we can't do a lot of high-fiving, and I do a lot of that. Yeah, look at your neighbor. Uh, yeah, I, I do all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm your, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So what we'll do is we'll just wink at each other but this will be the time that you wink at someone, but you're not going to try and date them, okay? You're just winking at them, 
saying, I agree with that. That's pretty cool right there. You know, it makes a big difference. So do me a favor. Wink at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Come on, you got to talk to somebody today. I'm sorry. You're, I'm a talk guy. You got to talk. You know, it don't work. If it's it's got to be a two-way communication here today, okay? So, so you got to wink at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Are you ready for a life change? Oh, okay. So let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And very familiar text. I'm not going to go and belabor it and try to make it sound all great. I'm just going to work it for what it is, okay? So 1 Samuel 17, 32 through 37, the New Living Translation for Understanding. The Bible says, don't worry about this Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear, bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it again to this pagan Philistine too. For he, was de- he, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. Verse number 37, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of a lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, then. Go ahead with your bad self. Okay, maybe that, that might not be in the text. And may the Lord be with you. So for a few moments, I'm going to talk into your ears, champion. I believe that I'm surrounded by champions in this place. I believe that you just haven't realized how much of a champion you are. Many of you have been like David, have been like an underdog. And some people thought David was the underdog, but if you really think about it, David was smaller, quicker, and smarter. So really, Goliath was more of the underdog than David was. Sometimes in life, we look at people and we look at them for what we see and not what God has put in them. How many know God has put something in you very, very special? Just for you to be in this place today means that you're already a winner. So you can throw your hands up in victory and say, we've already won. So now, this Philistine champion, Goliath, he was the champion. He was heads and tails, the Bible says, above all of them. So he was a bad man. And here comes this little shepherd boy, David, uh, that was anointed by this cat named Saul, Samuel. This cat named Samuel. So Samuel was a prophet back then, and so Samuel anoints him and says, ding, you're going to be king one day. So then he sends him back to the field. He said, hey, go back to the field. You'll be all right. And so many of us in this place, God has anointed you for greatness, but he took you and put you back in the field. And now your time has come. This church is just starting. So for such a time as this, God is raising you up. And I believe I'm looking at champions. God has called you to do great things here in the OTR. There are things that you're going to do that's going to change the very face of this whole city. God planted this here because he knew what he was going to do here. 
and he needed you. Yes, you. Yes, you. Say yes, me. He needed someone that would surrender their life and say, you know what? For Christ, I live and for Christ, I die. So a champion, I'm big on definitions because sometimes, I mean, you know, we say words, but we don't really know what they mean. Okay, I'm only talking to your neighbor. <laughs> but a champion is a person who has defeated all opponents in a competition or a series of competitions. So as to hold first, so as to hold first place. Anything or anyone that takes first place in a competition. Because let me know there are winners and then there's champions. Anybody in the UFC? Anybody in the sports? Anybody saved? I'm just saying. <laughs> so within sports, there's times that they win, but they don't become champions until they beat everybody. And in life, sometimes we settle for just wins. But God is calling you for more than that. He's calling you to, the Bible says in the beginning, he told you to dominate the earth. Not dominate people, but dominate circumstances. He told you that the devil was to be put under your feet because you were the champion over him and reign over him instead of him reigning over you. But let me know sometimes the positions and roles seem to get reversed. Anybody besides me, every now and again, the devil chases you? Okay, I'm just talking to the person in your seat. Your neighbor ain't listening to me. <laughs> but there are times when it seems like the devil is chasing you with a big old stick like Goliath. It's like he's, he's beating on your head. And, and, and the one thing about Goliath, he was 40 days talking bad about Israel. So for 40 days and 40 nights, can we say this? He was talking trash. You guys ain't nothing. You're sorry. You're horrible. Anybody ever felt like the enemy just keeps beating on you like that and trying to make you feel like you're less than and you're not who God said you were and you forget that you were anointed for greatness? God is now showing us that there are winners and then there are champions. There are those that now go above and beyond because I truly believe that champions are not born, they're made. So a champion has to go over and come over some stuff to be a champion. Now, same with a champion being made is in your Christian walk, there's levels to this. I know some of you are like, whoa, oh, here we go with the levels. And here's the levels because in heaven there are levels. Matter of fact, Paul talks about going to the third heaven. So that lets me know there's levels to this thing. So that means you can be just a milly-mally Christian or you can be someone that becomes a champion for Christ. Now, my goal today is to push you from good to great. Look at somebody and say, I'm going from good to great. I told you this ain't going to work if you don't talk to somebody. I'm, I'm just saying, it's going to be a hard run. But look at somebody else and say, I'm going from, well, don't look at them, wink at them. I'm going from good to great. Because we all grow old naturally, correct? But we don't grow spiritually naturally. So that means that I have a choice in my spiritual growth and level that I want to be at. I can choose to grow or choose not to grow. So now with that, we have to realize that David was a good son. You know, he was a good cat. He was out there in the fields taking care of the sheep. He, he was going to give his life for his sheep. He was an armor bearer to the king. Um, but there was still more for him to do. And some of us, we get stuck in areas of our life because we feel like this is my purpose. 
This is what God has given me. But I'm here to push you today to let you know that there's more for you. God has more for you to do in the kingdom. You haven't even began to do what God put in your heart to do. Some of you have allowed fear and the Goliaths in your life to hinder you from moving into the real purpose of God for you. I believe that greatness is in you today. So if you don't believe, I believe for you. Because your unbelief doesn't affect my belief. So sometimes you need people in your life that are going to believe greater for you and more for you than you believe for yourself. How many know you need a little encouragement in your life every now and again? So I came to encourage you to let you know that there's more for you. There's more for you. Because we all have the same Holy Spirit. Your, well, mine might be cuter than yours. No? Okay. Okay. Maybe we have the same Holy Spirit. <laughs> mine might be a little stronger than yours. Well, no. Okay. It's the same Holy Spirit, right? Same Holy Spirit, same Holy Ghost, right? So that means that we all have the same Holy Spirit. However, there's different levels of our faith. Because let me know, I believe God for miracles, signs, and wonders. Anybody else besides me believe in miracles, signs, and wonders? There's some that don't believe. But your unbelief does not affect my belief. Because do we serve a good God or a great God? I don't know about you, but he's been great to me. So great to me that I can't even believe it sometimes. I had to step back and say, wow, look at how good he is. And then I step back again and say, man, he's not just good, he's great. He's like Tony the Tiger great. Okay. <laughs> so now, Hebrews 4 and 2, King James Version here. It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So you mean I can get this great word, but not mix it with faith? You mean I can hear all this great knowledge and wisdom? Now, just so you know, guys, I'm big on practical application of the word. Because to me, the word does us no good to know all this word, but do absolutely nothing with it. If God said, I'm the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, was that a suggestion or is that what the word says? Am I in the book? So that means that now I have to believe what the word says, not what the world says. But that now means I have to mix the word with my faith. So David, now he had heard all this great stuff, but now David comes to a point. He says, look, it's time now to go. I can't say that, can I? Can I say kick butt? Okay. So David said, now it's time to go kick butt. I got all this great word in me, and I believe that I'm serving the King of kings and Lord of lords, so let's go get him. But everybody around him was cowered behind stuff. They were hiding. How many know some of us have been hiding because of our past? Hiding because of, we don't think we're good enough. Hiding because we don't feel like I know enough. Hiding because, uh, I know Pastor Chris, man, this guy is like a wordologist. I mean, he just knows that word from back to front. And being around him, you can almost be intimidated because it's like, man, I'm at his house and I'm sitting there looking at all these books. And I'm like, man, this guy does a lot of reading. Or these are good decorations, one of the two. <laughs> but we can, the Bible says, be messed up because we'll compare ourselves among ourselves, and that's not wise. But we now have to ask ourselves, what has God really called me to do? What has he called me out of who will serve God more, the 
the one he's called from much. If you ask yourself the real question of how much has God brought me through? How many would say it's been a lot? So much that I can't even tell some of you because you'd run out of this auditorium. Like, really? <laughs> Only because the enemy, he gets us to a point to where he'll lock us down. And David could have been locked down because his father, Jesse, didn't even want to go get him when it was time to be anointed. Ain't that some confidence for you? Hey, yeah, I got one. Yeah, you know, you got any more sons, Samuel says? Oh, I got one more. He's, he's out there. He's a young cat. I don't know. He, he, he definitely ain't the one. He definitely ain't the one. So there wasn't a great support factor there, was there? And then his brothers, when he gets up there, they talk bad about him. What are you doing up here? You shouldn't be here. And as they're cowered behind the, the, the rocks, <laughs> what are you doing? And David's asking questions like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this guy? Come here to defy the armies of Israel? Are you kidding me? It's time to go to war. David asked the question, is there not a cause? And how many know there is a cause? The cause is to bring people to Christ. And David said, you know what? If I got to get rid of this giant, and now this giant was a natural physical creature or person, but many of us in this room have our own giants. Our giant might be depression. Our giant might be divorce. Our giant might be whatever that thing would be for you that seems to make you feel less than. And let me know at some point you have to find out who you really are in Christ to step above that thing. Look at somebody say, it's my time now. I told you it's going to be difficult if you don't talk to each other. I'm just saying, you know, he talked about family. Now, family at least talks sometimes. There's a few uncles that you might not talk to. Okay, anyway. So, so that means that we're family. That means we can talk to each other, okay? So as family, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you know he's right. There's some things that I really allow to make me feel less than. When God says that I'm the apple of his eye, I'm the fairest of 10,000. He says I'm a masterpiece. So why would I ever die a cheap copy? Why would I not be, want to become all that he's called me to be? Why would you not want to step into your destiny of greatness? He who has called you is great, so he's calling you into greatness. And how I many know greatness is tough because that makes you a champion? Champions are great. Now, Romans, I like Romans 12 and 3, for I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So that means there's a measure of faith that we're giving, correct? Your faith is not my faith. My faith is not your faith. But how many know the Bible says he calls the deep calls into the deep? In other words, God's calling me deeper into him. And how many know the more and more you get lost in him, the more and more you forget about what you don't know? Okay, I'm going to help about two or three people on this left side. Left side look like they're ready to talk to me. Y'all over here, I don't know what y'all doing. But this side over here, look like so you feel me? Where you have to realize at some point, I have to now ask myself, self, what has God put in me? What have I been anointed for, but have allowed the world to tell me I wasn't good enough? So now your faith has to step up or not. Look at somebody says, time to level up. Oh, y'all doing better. Tell somebody it's time to level up. It's time to get to a place now that we start moving into our God 
God-given purpose. Now, champions are trained in the dark. In other words, champions, they get their best work at work out when nobody's watching. They get their best work done when nobody's supervising. Because they do it just because they know it needs to be done. Any go-getters in here today? It, you, don't, you don't need a band behind you saying, go, go, go. You, you ready to go. It's like, get them. You know, and it's crazy because we have that when we weren't saved. What changed when we got saved? That same go get them that you got in the world should be the same go get them you got in the church. Matter of fact, it should be even more so than what is out there. When I was out there in the club, I was in the club. I could have had a real full church when I was in the club. Okay, nobody else beside. Okay, so y'all looking at me funny, but you, 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 yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Because you were the life of the party and everybody followed you. Now you just shift that to where they follow you to the church. Let them know that there's something good going on at City Church. Amen? Amen. So now champions are trained in the dark. Champions are trained in the dark. Champions are overcomers. How many know many of us have overcome some things in here? Am I the only one that's overcome a few things? Anybody still overcoming some stuff? Let me throw up both my hands. You know, I feel a real strong lion spirit over here. <laughs> but there's a lot going on because we have to realize that we are overcomers. David, David had to overcome the thoughts of his own people. David had to overcome his size. David had to overcome what they thought he was. Because I mean, a lot of times we get stuck in what people say we are. And we have to become what God says we are. And I need to let you know that God says you're great. Oh, yes, he is. Matter of fact, he said greater works you would do than he has done. So he set you up now to take the kingdom. And matter of fact, the Bible says the kingdom suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. How many know there's a lot of sick, dying people out here in these streets? How many know they need to know about a risen Savior just like you do? How many know it's your job and your purpose to go get them souls? But it's going to take you realizing that you've overcome to do so. Because I mean, no, a lot of people won't follow people that don't do what they say or say what they do. And how many know a lot of us, if not careful, we won't walk the walk that we are talking about. So now we have to overcome some things. I have to overcome a lot of stuff before I became a Christian. And some stuff I'm still overcoming. Bad attitudes. Okay. Cinnamon rolls. See, some of y'all ain't with me this morning. You know, I know we look at the big stuff. It's like, oh, he's going to tell about the big stuff. I'm talking about cinnamon rolls, okay? You know, the, you know, ain't nothing like a good. Anyway, so with that being said, there's some overcoming stuff. And there's big stuff. There's little stuff. It just depends on what that is for you. Champions have to take action. How I many of you can't idly sit back and watch people die? I tell my church this all the time. While you're making up your mind to serve God, people are dying. Let me say it over here. While you're making up your mind to really serve God, people are dying. Did that light a fire under you? Because now that means that I have to walk and become what God has called me to be. And he's called me to be a champion. Now, champions have to have a will to win. In other words, you got to want to win souls. you got to want to win people to Christ. Um, anybody besides me hate to lose? I don't have any competitors in here. Are, are you kidding me? I hate to lose. Amen. You know, only losers say they don't mind losing. I don't mind losing. Well, I don't like losing. 
And you know, the funny thing about God, when I got saved, he didn't change that. He didn't change my competitive spirit. He didn't change me wanting to go and make something happen. Now it's just, as David said, there's another cause. And so now I come to the new cause, and I use the same enthusiasm, the same energy. What if you gave the same energy to your kids, those of you that are married? How many married people we got in here? Okay, good. How many got kids? How many got kids they want to claim? Okay, so you got kids, right? So your kids, <laughs> it's so funny because now we can look at our kids and there are times that we want them to be our kids. <laughs> and there are times we don't. <laughs> but when it comes to your kids, you gotta wanna, wanna win. <laughs> you gotta win arguments, <laughs> you gotta win discussions. A two-year-old has an opinion now. <laughs> and so you can't let them win because if they win once, guess what they wanna do? They wanna win all the time. So some of you, I need you to get that competitive winning spirit back. You got to want to win. You got to want to be a champion for Christ. Now, with every battle, there's a reward. How many know with every battle there's a reward? Okay, now some of you are fighting battles that there's no rewards. I still don't know why you're fighting. I've decided, Pastor Chris, that I'm not fighting any more battles where there's no spoils. So David said, look, if I beat up this Philistine, what do I get? He said, man, I'm going to give you a tax-free system. Ain't that about nothing. I don't know about y'all, but some of us in some, anyway. You, you tax, tax, oh my God. Oh, wait, but just thinking about it gave me a little something. <laughs> I still got to write a check. Anyway, so, with the, so he said his taxes would be free. And he said he would give him the daughter, his daughter, which was pretty amazing because that means he went from being a shepherd boy to a prince. Set in position to be king from the sheepfold to the kingdom. God has called you from such a time, for such a time as this. He's calling you from out the highways and the byways, and they're telling you, come, let me show you a man. Now we have to recognize that our measure of faith comes from God, and that prevents pride and arrogance, but also false humility when greatness has been put on you. Some of you know sometimes we can be falsely, yo, I'm humble, I'm okay. <laughs> Oh, no, not me, not me. <laughs> but really, you're like one of those people like, ah, I want to win. I want to I be the best. I want to be, and, and it's okay because he wants you to be that way. He wants you to win. He wants you to be at the top of your game to become a champion for him. God is raising up an army of champions in the OTR, and I see it. When they sent, when God sent Pastor Chris here, hooked him up with Pastor Tyler, got all you guys to come together. You know what God showed me in the spirit? It was like Ezekiel 37, to where I see dry bones in the valley. And God says, I'm bringing people that are going to prophesy to those bones. Ha, oh, glory. And, and God is saying those dry bones are going to start coming together. And they're going to raise up a mighty army for God. But you are the beginning of that army. And I'm telling you, the mantra, the, the clarion call should be go get them souls. We're champions for Christ. We don't lose. We win. And what do we win? Eternal life. At this time, I'm going to wrap up. 
I'm going to go into an altar call. I had a lot more to say, but not enough time to say it in. So I get to a point sometimes I say, I'm not going to finish. I'm just going to stop. So at this point, I, 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 I kind of wanted to do a quick altar call. That's okay. And in Las Vegas, it's a little different because in Las Vegas, I have a lot of exes in my church. Have ex-alcoholics, have ex-crackheads, have ex-divorcees. I even have some ex-prostitutes. And when God called me, he said, I'm going to trust you with those that other people will look down on. I'm going to trust you with people that other people have given up on. And I believe God is entrusting that same thing to you in here. He's saying, I need some champions to raise up and become the army that's going to go and get those souls. Bring them from the four corners of this city. Bring them from all over. Let them know, come here about a man that changed my life. Don't keep this a secret. Open your hearts up and say, it's our champion season. And we're winning over at City Church OTR. The devil tried to stop it, but what the devil meant for evil, God is meant for your good. There's so much more for you. If you would do me a favor and just bow your heads. Father, we bless you on today. I thank you for this word. Father, I thank you for the champions that are here. I almost want to call this the champion center. Because, Father, you're raising up people for such a time as this. Father, I pray that you would bless them. Cover them as they go. Let them know that you're with them. You're guiding and directing every step they take. And, Father, I pray that you would cover them according to Psalms 91. Let your protection be upon them as they go to the highways and the byways, as they compel them to come and hear about this man, Jesus. And Father, we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. At this time, my question, last question, is are you tired? Are you tired of trying to do this by yourself? Are you tired of being whooped on by the devil? Are you ready to make a stand to know that I want to serve God with everything in me? I want to go all in. I don't know about you. I'm sorry. But I want to die. And I want to hear the Lord say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You did what I put you on this earth to do. And I want you to hear the same thing on today. So right where you're at, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, I mean really know him. I mean really, really know him in the power of his resurrection. I want you to do me a favor and just lift up one hand and say, Pastor, on today, I really want to know Jesus. I really want to make him Lord of my life. Those of you that are watching us live, this is your opportunity even now to make the choice.
to surrender to Jesus Christ on today. If you've already made that choice, then we're excited. But remember I talked about winners and champions? You can be saved, but the question being is, now that I'm saved, now what? Now is the next step, which is to now go and tell others. Go and do what God has called you to do within the ministry. I see pastors, prophets, teachers, ministers in this house on today. Pastor Chris, Pastor Tyler, you guys are raising up leaders. You're not just raising up just regular old saints. You're raising up leaders. You need to do some more leadership classes. Because these guys are going to go and they're going to bring them in. And you're going to shepherd them. Amen? With this, if you're here and you say, you know what, I know Jesus, yes, I'm good. But I've kind of not been doing everything I should be doing. And I know within myself that I could do more. If that's you on today, just slip your hand up. So I can do a little bit more. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to put both my hands up because I don't believe I've even touched the surface for what God has for me to do. There are millions that need to know about a risen Savior. And we need to get on our jobs. Amen.